The Potential Candidate is a podcast about life after divorce, taking accountability, and transforming your life for the better. On this journey, listeners will hear from men and women about their path to foster meaningful relationships. We will share successful dating tips, relive epic horror stories, and leave you with powerful mantras to help you further manifest your goals. This podcast is for the person seeking clarity. Are you ready for the glow up? Are you ready to bounce back? Are you the potential candidate? Are you in the market for a new skincare routine? Don't worry, Skin Entourage has you covered. For those crafting their very first skincare routine or skincare gurus looking to revamp their regimen, you're sure to find new go-to products that will help you become your own skincare goals. Whether your mission is to defeat dry skin or keep bothersome blemishes at bay, the products are handmade with the love and care needed to help you combat all of your skincare needs. In fact, each one of the long-lasting products are made to battle multiple concerns with an emphasis on noticeable results. It's the thoroughly researched, ethically sourced, plant-based, and vegan ingredients that make the products multi-use and safe on the entire body. Put your mind at ease with skincare products you can trust to naturally improve the overall look, feel, and health of your skin. Be sure to head over to www.skinentourage.com for all your skincare needs. It's your girl Jess. And it's Tiffany. And this is the potential candidate. This week's mantra I am a money magnet. I am open and receptive to all of the wealth life offers me. My resources are endless, and I know that my success is necessary. Yes, I love that. I feel like so often we don't, you know, when we talk about manifestations, We do, you know, friendships, love, those things. And I think sometimes the money can be an aspect that's overlooked where people get generalized and it's like, oh, I just want to be rich. But they don't really quantify it and look at, okay, what does being rich mean for me personally? So I love that. Exactly. Yeah, we have to be intentional about what what we're manifesting. And I actually belong to a group on Facebook called Manifestation Babes. And some of the posts that women will post in there are like um, things like they will take a picture of their old wallet and they'll ask people like, what should I put in this old wallet to like manifest a new job or, you know, um, you know, pay a down payment for my home. And those same women will come back and post later once they've manifest their goal. So, like, I really like the idea of, like, being intentional about saving and what you want to do with your money and just planning for, you know, next steps in life. We can't be blind about it. We have to, you know, be detail-oriented. Absolutely. Which is why I'm excited we're talking about money today. Money matters. 
um, you know, with with dating um, and money, it can be an awkward situation, an awkward conversation. Um, mm-hmm. We will be pulling articles from Elvest um, and Reuters.com, um, specifically some studies that were conducted. And I wanted to give um, uh, give a moment, you know, some space uh, for a resource, a tool that our listeners can um, can look into. There's a company called Elvest, and they're a financial company built by women for women uh, who are interested in investing. And so they have two different types of membership, um, but the most popular one is the Elvest membership, which they have an app you can download and you can do online investing um, where you can start investing with just a dollar a month and you can start saving for retirement. Um, or like maybe saving towards paying off debt or saving for a vacation. Um, Then they also have something where you can spend and save. They have a debit card that allows you to earn cash back. I thought that was a really um, good opportunity for women who are looking to start, you know, being serious about their financial goals. But this is the, this is the kicker why I'm excited about this program. They have on-demand learning, free courses and workshops, um, on topics ranging from budgeting uh, to negotiating your salary. Okay. Because we don't speak up. Um, the data shows that we have imposter sim- syndrome where we feel like when we get a job, we can't push back. Uh, we, we feel like we're lucky that they offered us the position um, when, when in reality, we should we should say that we are the prize and that we should negotiate our salaries and not walk away from it. And then the last thing they offer is money and career coaching. So they have, um, you can purchase uh, sessions with money coaches or career coaches and uh, get discounts on it. So I just think that's a really good resource because our podcast is all about us becoming the potential candidate before going into a relationship with anybody. We have to get ourselves together. Absolutely. You know, so yeah, girl, because I know, like, you know, in college, I was a hot mess post college and grad school. It was really, I was struggling. Um, I put myself through college, so that was a really big investment. Mm -hmm. And then going to grad school on a teacher salary in Arizona was like, oh gosh, it was really, really hard. So, my financial life around that time was really challenging, but Mm -hmm. I'm just really glad that with education. Um, and discipline, you know, I've been able to learn and, and do better and get my, my financial standing in a lot, in a, in a better situation now. So I just feel like we got to all kind of step up and it's time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think we all go through a phase where we're maybe a little bit irresponsible and reckless with money, yeah, but then you realize, oh shoot, like if I don't do something, this is going to have some pretty significant long-term ramifications yes um so you know especially like we're in our 30s we should all like you know have an idea of how to budget we should know how to budget we should have some sort of savings you know what i mean um you know just like those little different things that can help make a difference in the long run absolutely i think my biggest fear um, ha- has always been to find the perfect person and be ready to move in and buy a house. And mm-hmm. then when it's time for us to both go in for the loan, me not having the, a good enough credit score 
or my credit history being horrible. So I've always remembered like, if you say that you want somebody with good credit, honey, you got to have good credit. Right. You know, when it's time to buy that house and they're ready to travel and do all these things, you got to be ready too. Mm-hmm. Um, and anything my mother always taught me, anything someone does for me is extra. So if I end up being married to someone that's wealthy, well, I still have to have my financial stability and know how to manage money. Right. Right. So. And I think so often women get a bad rap for that, where if women say, oh, hey, you know, I want somebody that is financially stable or something like that. I think a lot of times people think that the motives aren't necessarily genuine and pure. And it's more an ulterior, ulterior motive based instead of like, no, like I'm fiscally responsible and I'm doing well, so on and so forth. I want that in the partner as well, too. Because it's going to cause conflict in the relationship if you or even the other person is the one that's fiscally responsible, you know, um, manages the money, the whole nine and the other person is not and has bad spending habits, is an impulsive spender, those things, it's going to cause conflict. Um, and you know, there have been studies that have shown that money issues a lot of times are like one of the number one reasons why relationships end and marriages end, etc. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm actually glad you pointed that out because, um, you know, it's all about, you know, if you have your stuff together, uh, you're more likely to have a successful uh, relationship uh, with other people, right? Uh, better partnerships, um, business relationships, um, and, and romantic relationships, um, especially in this space of finances. So, you know, basically, that according to Elle, um, they say the name of this, the game here is openness. If you can treat money as a natural part of the conversation early on, it's less likely to become awkward later. So, you know, obviously the first topic of money comes up at the first date because you got to, you know, figure out who's going to pay for the bill. Are you going to split it? Or even like, do you go on a first date where money is even an issue? Are you going for a walk in the park? Um, So just making sure that, you know, you you have an open mindset going in. And to Jess's point, if you don't, you know, go in with your stuff together, you may suffer from um, some issues in your marriage leading to divorce. Um, in this survey, financial infidelity um, or secrecy or dishonesty about money with the partner is a real thing. They say in a recent survey of married couples um, who had combined their finances, more than 40% admitted they, they have hidden cash bills or purchases from their partners or they even outright lied about how much money they make or even owing debt girl and then another 40 percent said that they have been lied to about money by their partner and this leads to 75 percent of people um, saying that financial infidelity impacting their relationships leading to arguments uh, eroding trust even sparking separation or divorce I can absolutely believe that. I am in that 40% of people who have been lied to um, about finances. Um, Money was a huge, I don't want to say like a huge thing. Money was a source of conflict in my marriage. Um, 
to where so at first I managed the finances right mm-hmm. we had joint account and it was like like you're gainfully employed I'm gainfully employed we're putting things in it is what it is right mm-hmm. um then he reached a point where he felt like you know as a man he should be managing the money so on and so forth okay cool okay but then it turned into like okay it's weird that when I'm like oh hey you know I'm gonna take some money and do xyz it's like oh well, we don't really have it things seem to be kind of tight so on and so forth but everything extracurricular he wanted to do we had funds for oh wow so all of his boys trips all of his things all of those things and I'm just like that's that's really weird you know yeah and selfish absolutely and it really wasn't until like things had already come to a head and I was I had already um filed for divorce I remember going through the guest room and cleaning out some things and I found you know like when you open a new account at the bank they give you like a little folder with all your account information and your account number so on and so forth and I found information about an account um, that wasn't mine. Girl. And it wasn't one of his that I knew about. And it started to make sense because there would be times where I would check the account and I was like, like, we made decent money. I mean, double income, no kid life. We made decent money. Um, and so I remember at one point just being like, where is all of our money going? this is really weird and then I found out and of course like I didn't bring it up at that point because I'm like at this point I've already told them of course you know whatever um so yes money absolutely can have um a negative impact on your relationship and your marriage a secret account girl I would have oh my gosh gosh that is not cool at all that I mean But I also hear people saying that you should always have a secret account. But I just, uh, that I don't know. I mean, that's Why not... does it need to be a secret, though? Like, exactly. So I have friends that are married, and they have a joint account, and they have um, separate accounts. Uh-huh. But their spouse knows about the separate account. And it's kind yeah. of one of those, like, okay, we put money in for, like, the mortgage, rent, all of the bills, whatever. And anything outside of that, like, goes into your account, goes into my account, the whole thing. You yeah, know, that sounds the thing. That sounds normal right there. I mean, you know, it doesn't have to be a secret. You're right. right. You're right. You're right. And wow. I, I guess my thing is, if it has to be a secret, why? Like, what are you hiding? Exactly. No, that's real talk. I think that's a good point. Um, nobody deserves to have those secrets withheld. Um I think that, you know, the things that people should consider when they're dating is, you know, basically, overall, you got to choose somebody that has the same philosophy as you when it comes to dating and, um, and you know, overall your life values. Um, you have to make sure that there's an alignment that you guys are balanced, right? And mm-hmm. finances goes into that bucket. Um, what are their beliefs on money? And I think there's some questions that you should ask. Um, for example, like, you know, what are your approaches to spending money? Um, what kind of spender are you? You know, do mm-hmm. you track every penny? Or, you know, are you um, 
kind of like grouping your money, like 50% will go here, 30% will go here, 20% will go here? Or are you just like, you know, I don't care. I don't budget. I just spend, 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 Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think also just being able to respect each other's space. Um, So like if somebody is tracking every penny and you, you, you know, that will help you, then don't get all over them about it. You know, if you if you told your person, I have a lot of debt going in and like I'm trying my goal long term is to pay off my debt. Well, don't be offended or, you know, when they're trying to support you and reaching that goal. Right. You know, but you also can't be the person that's like, oh, I'm trying to get myself out of debt. And yeah. you're with somebody who's a little bit more account- conscious where they're counting pennies and you're out here buying every like new release item that drops. Right. That's going to cause conflict. You know what I mean? And then it's yes. like, oh, you're just worried about my money. And it's like, well, no, you told me you wanted to get out of debt. You asked right. me to, like, support and encourage. And you're buying every new release. Like, it's incongruent. Exactly. You are here flexing for the gram. Right. And some new Jordans. Yeah, you haven't filed your taxes. Right. I can't. Um... I think also like touching base and asking the person how do they feel about their current finances at the moment? Mm-hmm. You know, where are you financially? Like, do you have debt? Um, are you working to pay your debt off? You know, like I, that's huge because when you get married, you inherit their debt essentially. You know, um, if you're going to be together forever, and so. Um, I think also you got to be truthful too when you talk to that person to keep it real with them even if it's uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, like, and I think, um, yeah, I think that's the biggest piece for me is just being held accountable. Like, I want to live a comfortable life, but like, mm-hmm. I can't expect somebody to want to share life with me if I'm if I'm bringing in a burden. I, that's just not fair. You can't bring in baggage. But I also know that life happens to people. Things happen. You know, there are medical expenses. There, You know, debt happens. Plus, we had the burden with COVID. A lot of people lost their jobs. I, but I think that the power is in owning it and being transparent and saying, this is what it is. And I'm living in my truth. I, you know, so. Um, and then also just like I said earlier checking in about long term money plans like do you I, you know for me I would like to date somebody who has a retirement fund because I have a retirement fund mm-hmm. and <laughs> I'm hoping in the future we can be retired on you know playing golf tennis you know you know relaxing um, somewhere in Mexico or something and mm-hmm. that takes money and you got to plan for that and so um you know, it, it's just hard if, if you're dating somebody and they haven't invested and yet they're 40-something years old, that's not a good look. Right. Absolutely. Because, I mean, nobody wants to be working until their final breath. Right. I always, you know, and I get that there are some people that are older in age that choose to work just because it's maybe a passion thing for them or if they're self-employed or it's something that keeps them busy. But for those who are older and have to work because they didn't plan for that, for me personally, that's not necessarily, you know, the life that I want for myself. And so therefore I need my partner 
to also not want that too because at some point I'm gonna want to just like you said travel do cruises play shuffleboard or something I don't know if that's still a thing but you know what I mean just like be footloose fancy free not like 85 years old be like oh I gotta hurry up and get to work on time before my boss gets upset no 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 it's enough for me dog then you gotta think about this too I'll never forget when my when my cousin passed away, and you know he, he after years. I mean he he was married to his wife for, I mean she was eight, 18 when they got married, and I mean she was maybe seventy five when he died, mm-hmm. and so they spent their whole lives together, and it was he passed away in a freak accident. I'll never forget it, and they had built their retirement home. Um, designed everything and they raised their children they their children they have grandchildren now and it's just a beautiful family but he passed away um suddenly and I'll just never forget watching um of course it was such a, a it was such a, a really sad moment but to see how well she was taken care of financially as she was preparing for him um, to be buried and things you know like mm-hmm. She didn't have to worry about anything financially. And um, I think too many times a lot of our Black families are faced with this challenge. You know, how are we going to pay for this? And, you know, so-and-so insurance policy expired. And, you know, we got to do better by that. And especially are we leaving debt to our loved ones, too? So, you know, she was able to continue living in her house that they built together uh, with their cars. And, you know, she still continues to fly out and see her grandchildren. So, you know, um, I just think we have to think about those things, too. A thousand percent. That is so important. I always cringe when I see people like oh we're doing a car wash for funeral expenses oh yeah it makes me sad or you know like a fish fry or whatever the last thing someone should have to do in their moments of grieving is have to be trying to put together like a catfish dinner to try to get the funds to bury their loved one get life insurance yeah and not only that if you're a parent get life insurance on your children yeah and i know people think like oh that's so morbid it's not the last thing that you would want to do as a parent when you're mourning the loss of your baby heaven forbid something happen is to be trying to again go fund me catfish dinner car wash whatever else the case may be just like we have car insurance and health insurance mm-hmm. life insurance same concept have yeah. that yeah. have that you know what i mean yeah. and if you're single and it's like oh i don't have a family or a husband okay but there are going to be funeral burial costs but not only that what bills do you have what debt do you have make sure your life insurance policy then can pay out pay off whatever debt so whoever that beneficiary of that policy is or whatever the case may be can take care of those things and your family isn't necessarily having to worry about that you know those things are important that's right that's right yeah seriously i mean even nowadays with a salary paying job um they usually offer you know one year of your salary as life insurance automatically and then you can get additional life insurance on top of that. 
Um, So really, there's no excuse for, I know for people our age, people we went to college with, if you have a salary paying job, do not waive your benefits. Go back. You can pay in on those benefits. I mean, sometimes those policies are like $2 a month or $2 a paycheck. So, I mean, a little bit. It's just a little bit, you know, so. And then also, we didn't talk about this. But I was um, speaking to my my uh, seventh grade students because shout out to Citibank. Years ago, when I was working in Kip Houston, they have uh, every month is Financial Literacy Awareness Month, and Citibank came to my classroom to talk to my high schoolers, um, and it actually had curriculum, lesson plans. They did a whole assimilation for my children and taught them about credit cards, APRs, mortgage, uh, what loans are, um, credit, uh, debit cards, things like that. And the kids were just really blown away. So I, I, I t- was talking to my seventh graders about this most recently. I was asking them, do you know what, what a stock is? Do you know what a bond is? And um, uh, some of the kids knew, some of them didn't. I said, well, you should go home and really talk to your, your parents because I know when I was in middle school, I was in the stock market club they actually Mm -hmm. targeted some of the black kids at my school and they were like you need to come and join this club because they just wanted to be able to um, make math fun for us but then also invest in our community long term it it has paid off for me Um, so I was talking to the kids and I, I pulled up the um the government website but see when I'm dating somebody to bring this all back together I'm interested in knowing how they're investing in their child's future too. Right. So I think that's also a part of the conversation uh, because I know Jess and I don't have children, but um, I know that a lot of our listeners do, our friends do. We have nieces and nephews um, and loved ones that we have that we we consider that when it's time to get them ready for college or for them to get their cars, um, bonds and things like that will actually help those kiddos and so I hope that we're having those conversations as we're in serious relationships as well yeah or even though know, maybe it's not even super serious but I think sometimes people are afraid to ask questions up front mm-hmm. and then they wait until later and then they find things out and then it's like oh shoot well this is a deal breaker Right. So I think sometimes my rule of thumb is ask those questions. I think, you know, in my current relationship, maybe after a month, I remember we were on a road trip going someplace, like a day trip. And he was like, so I feel like we're kind of at the point where we can talk about money. How much money do you make? What's your credit score? How much debt do you have? And I was like... I actually appreciate this conversation (laughs) and it was such a good conversation and we talked about that like okay do you have life insurance so on and so forth you know if you have debt how much and how did you get that what what was going on for you you know is it was it emergency funds was it you know just trying to ball out those types of things or and not only that but what was spending like in your family of origin? Yeah. What did that look like? Was like were your family savers? Did they instill those in you? Or was it like a paycheck to paycheck situation? Those things because sometimes those, you know, the nurture aspect can play a role and impact us. Um and I appreciate that because I can't imagine like 
say you meet somebody, you fall in love, y'all start creating your life together, and then all of a sudden you find out like they don't have credit, or they file for bankruptcy, or they have some absurd amount of debt, then what? Then what do you do at that point? Right, right. We have a problem. Yeah, have the courageous conversation. And we don't want to be in relationships. We don't want to be in relationships where I got to use my credit to fix yours. You know, we want it to be where we're both working in pursuit of something together. Stop giving these dudes y'all money um, if it's not coming back to you in an investment way. I guess, you know, it's just, it's just, I just really hate to see people being taken advantage of as well. You Mm -hmm. know, where women are saying, I've got good credit. And then, you know, three years later, the dude has dogged them and and left them. And then the same way on the other side, too. Women taking advantage of men and leaving them in the dust. Right. Um, I remember this one time. Story time. It was like years ago. Like, I think maybe I was still in college. I had just started in college. And I'm not the stupidest talking to him. Like, obviously, it's college. Like, I wasn't looking for anything serious, whatever. But I remember this dude asking me if I would co-sign on a car for him. No. And when I say I laughed so heartily. (laughs) Not heartily. 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 Girl. I love it. I was like You laughed in this man's face like he tried it. Way in his face. I know that's right. And then was like, oh wait, you're serious? And then laughed some more. Mm-hmm. And was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, and then like, I don't think I ever talked to him again. Cause I was just like, I think I was like, where your mama at? Like, your mama can't co-sign for you? Oh, well, you know, she got bad credit. And, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Okay, so you don't literally know anybody but me, who you haven't even known that long. You just thought I'd be the one? Oh, hell no. No. And my thing is, I'm like, why are you so comfortable asking that question? I wouldn't even ask my mom to co-sign a car for me. Right. Like, if I can't do it myself, like, why? Now, mind you, my mom absolutely would if I needed her to. Mm-hmm. But I, like, I just, like, what? That's like me being like, hey, Tiffany, girl, you want to co-sign on this car for me? Dang. Like, what? No. 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 Yeah, I've never had anybody co-sign on, that, on anything for me now that I think about it. It's all me, G. Cause I guess too, if I down, it's on me. I, I'm just I've always been an independent person, but that goes back to me my nurturing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just rather not ask. Cause if I need to ask somebody, then I, I mean I don't want to make an internal vow for myself and make a promise, but I just almost feel like, girl, I have been on the bus. I have taken the bus, honey. I will do whatever I gotta do because, you know. I'm a boss, number one, but number two, like, um, I just feel like it feels better when you can get it for yourself, right? And yeah. um, I don't know, like, and then also I'm never going to ask no dude to pay for my hair. If he going to pay for my, like, I'll never forget, you know, 
you know, dudes being like, okay, I'll pay for your nails if you want to, he got some money for your hair. That's good. That's because you want to offer. But I'll never forget, like, hearing ladies be like, I need somebody to pay for my hair. I need my hair done. And I don't, you know, I ain't got no money to pay for it. Okay, baby, you got to go get, you got, okay, no. Number one, own your truth. Own that your budget is out of control and that you don't have the money to get your hair done. So instead of walking around with your hands out, go and get on YouTube and figure out how to do your own damn hair and go get a budget together so you can save and get your hair done in about two weeks. You see what I'm saying? My mindset is on a whole different level. So, yeah. If you can't afford to get your bundles, right? Just wear the hair that you have. Yeah. And I'll never, they were doing like you got to apply for credit to get your your weave on credit. I'm what? like, oh, no, this you don't need it, honey. You don't need it. You A don't weave need it on credit. You don't need a weave on credit. Stop it, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Who's do you know what? I bet there's tons of people that have done it and they're doing it. Like what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Here's like the thing though. Like, so say you're working and you're like, oh, I need bundles. I can't afford it right now. Say it's like $350. Mm-hmm. Save $20 every paycheck. Yeah. Save $100 every paycheck. Yeah. And then, boom, there's your bundle. Yeah, or give up something. I know for me, when there's something that I'm like, oh, I want to get this and I want to justify purchase, I'm like, okay, cutting out Starbucks for two weeks. I cut. I can make that up in other areas. Oh, canceling stars. Don't need it for the next six months. That's yeah. boom right there. Yeah, so, definitely. Looking at those areas where you have excess spending. I remember I used to have Ipsy, where it's like that, just yep. ten dollars a month. Yep. And you get your little makeup things and stuff like that. And you're just thinking like, oh, okay, ten dollars. But then I don't know what I was looking at doing. I don't know. I think I said I was just going to be more fiscally responsible. And I was like, do I really need makeup samples sent to me every month? Hell no. No. Cut it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it was like, it's, especially like, do I need 150 makeup pouches? Because nope. they send you a, everything in their pouch? No, I nope. don't. You cut nope. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, that's why I'm getting on this organization kick because I need to be able to re- like use the things that I have. You know, I need to you know clear out my pantry, make sure my refrigerator stays organized so I can see what's in there, so that I'm grabbing the food that I have and not letting things spoil. Right? Like, yeah. it's time to get it together. But it and starts starts with us. I like that you mentioned that because like that's a part of being fiscally responsible. Like, how often do you like? go to the grocery store and buy the bag of lettuce. Girl. And then next thing you know, you're throwing out that bag of lettuce to put in the new bag of lettuce. You Help us, Lord. Help and us. And so it's like, okay, and like that used to be me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh shoot. And then what I ended up doing, one of my friends had a Tupperware party. They, and yes, those are still a thing. Clearly Tupperware's been around since the dawn of time. But they have this fridge mate thing, and it's specifically for produce. Mm-hmm. And when I say it keeps lettuce fresh for like ever, it literally, well, maybe not ever, I'm exaggerating. <laughs> so Longer like, than usual. Longer than usual. Like it's freakishly long. Wow. 
And when I realized I can just buy a head of romaine or green leaf or whatever type of lettuce and put it in this fridge mate Tupperware container and put it in my fridge and the lettuce stays good, does not brown, does not do anything, it was a game changer. So now instead of paying three, four, five dollars for bagged lettuce, I have a head of lettuce. I can pull off what I need, wash it, go. And this lettuce lasts me exponentially longer. That's part of being fiscally responsible. Girl, I need one of those. See, I'm about to to do all of it. Please. It is life. I love this little... I like it. This is how you know you're an adult when you love gadgets. (laughs) 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 I love this little Tupperware container. (sighs) And I'd be so ready to tell everybody about my fresh-ass lettuce. Hell yeah. Like, you know how long I have this lettuce? Guess. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what it's all about. Saving money. Yeah, for sure. So too too funny but yeah so I think that's a lot of you know I feel like we went through a lot in just a little bit of time you know um, and we're also we're always talking about processing implementing and manifest if you haven't looked at your financial situation in a while and I mean really looked at it pulled your credit score, looked at that, looked at your debt, looked at your APR on credit cards, those types of things. Sit down and do that. Come up with a plan. Look at where you're spending your money. Are you spending responsibly? Do you have some monthly subscriptions that you don't really need, whether it's Ipsy, a car wash subscription, you know, something else like that. Implement the changes that you know um, will help put you where you want to be and then manifest that. Um, And let us know what changes you make. We'd love to hear from you and how those changes are working out for you guys. Um, So yeah, let us know and we'll see you next week.